three, two, one. That's right. You're listening to the It's My Time podcast, a recording of the experiences, past and present of everyday people. Yes, indeed. And now, here's your host, the one, the only, Asher Chua. Hey, welcome back to the podcast, Coach Frank. Well, thank you so much for the invite, man. I appreciate that, definitely. You're always welcome. How's um, how's the new year been treating you, 2022? 2022 is, 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 has been remarkable. It really has. It's brought some different different highlights as far as, you know, my family goes. I mean, we lost, and I, I shouldn't say we lost, uh, we are now, you know, one less in our nest of children in our home. So, um, you know, it's, 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 it's been a challenge because, you know, for anyone that has children, you know, every time that you're, you're raising, you're developing your, your, your children, you know, when one leaves, that leaves a, a hole in your heart. When another leaves, that leaves a deeper hole in your heart. And you got one, I got one left, you know. So, uh, you know, of course, you know, I was thinking about them today as I was detailing my car and thinking about them just because they used to help. You know what I mean? So it's a whole <laughs> lot different, man. But yeah, 2022 has been, has been really, been, it really been an epic moment for me. Uh, and my whole family, you know, uh, just not being able to, not being able to, you know, have my two boys closer home has been, you know, a little bit of a discomfort as far as like me and my wife, uh, man, we're just thriving. I mean, we really are. Hey, yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of, you know, relationship, uh, dating, um, things that we never used to do, you know, uh, she works out, you know, I support her and her working out, uh, going to the movies, just going out to eat her and I, you know, just little things like that, you know, uh, getting, a, we bought a dog. So now we have a dog in our home, you know, and golden doodle and she's, she's the bomb, man. Her name is Molly. So she's the bomb, you know, adding her into our life has been exceptional in 2022. Um, but yeah, man, that's what's been going down for me as far as education goes, you know, I'm, I'm still plugging away, man. I am. I, I love what I do. I'm very passionate about what I do. And, you know, I know it's my, it's my genuine purpose. I know that God put me on this earth to, to serve and what better way to serve than to be an educator in the field of education. Right. So every single day is re-educating myself, you know, empowering myself, being ready for the, for the next level and just sharing that with my students. You know, I had, it's, it's it, like I said, man, 2022 has just been a remarkable year, a remarkable year, added over uh, $5,000 worth of books into my classroom. So just, you know, with different people as well as some, you know, capital that came my way, I was able to buy some different books. And so, yeah, man, in fact, I'll let you look at some of the content right there. There's a lot of the books that'll be, so that'll be going oh, into my classroom. You got seven uh, habits of highly hurt. Yeah, it's the seven um, habits of highly effective people by Stephen yes. Covey. I got uh, Sean Covey, uh, his son, his mm. son developed this book this is for my seventh graders. All of my sixth graders that come in, they all have to read every single book by John Gordon before the end of the year. So, you know, it's just, I mean, you know, ultimately, man, it's, it's, it's fascinating, man. It really is fascinating to help children to grow, to develop and to really tap into their full potential. You yeah. know, it's just remarkable, bro. It's I feel like I I kind of got the idea from from you to start a, a book club and to connect with people. Even recently, I started listening to uh, Jocko Willings and Leif Babin's book Extreme Ownership, and yeah, just yeah, yeah. Lis- listening to that on Audible, I'm, I'm like, it's 
there's so much variety to books and like so many lessons that you can kind of pull from them. So it, it's always fun to, to just discover something new you've never discovered before. And, and also like being able to go back and dis- rediscover some of the, the old classics, like who moved my cheese or the seven habits. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, my wife came to me Monday and she's like, she's like, Hey, I know you have a lot of books. I know you have enough books. She's like, but I do want to tell you that the Boys and Girls Club has this deal. So I said, well, tell me the deal. You know, being in sales, you know, you, you learn what deals are, right? So I'm like, and so I tell my wife, I'm like, babe, tell me what the deal is. And, I, and I'll tell you what the deal is, if it's a good deal. <laughs> so she's like, so she, this is what she tells me, bro. She's like, she's like, there's 20 books for $1. I was like, what the hell? Are you serious? <laughs> I was like, that's a, that's a deal you can't beat. So right. I was like, bet, I'm going I'm to I'm head over there after work on Monday. And that's exactly what I did, man. I made sure. But I, I even spread the news, man. I was even telling people like, hey, the Boys and Girls Club, thrift, thrift store, has got books, you know, 20 books for a dollar. Dude, I was in there for an hour and a half. And that's just only because I had to get home and have dinner. But mm-hmm. I was in there for, otherwise I'd have been there for like three or four hours. My wife already knows. Like when I go to Barnes and Noble, if I'm shopping on, uh, you know, the, the Savers or Goodwill and I'm looking for books, I could be in there for four or five hours, like straight mm-hmm. up. It's just, that's just my nature. But nonetheless, I went back through before I walked out of there. I had my, I had my fifth, 18. Yeah, I had 18 books on Monday. Let me just tell you how powerful it is when you when you you get into this bibliophile environment and the bibliophile just being an avid person that just loves reading and learning. And I'm walking through the books again, and this young lady helps me. She grabs a park car for me. And I did this for a reason. I wanted to see how long it would take for an individual that worked there to bring me, because they're all students that work there, most of them. There's like one adult, but nonetheless, I waited for a long time. Actually, I waited to see how long it would take as I'm holding 18 books in my hand with one hand, how many it would take or how long it would take for one individual to bring me a car. Now, again, I'm just, I'm doing this for a lesson to see the observation of other people. Right. You know, can I help you? The the servitude, like, you know, hum, humanity has lost its way. So here I am looking through the books. This young mm-hmm. lady asked me, do you need a car? Sir? I said, Absolutely. She goes and gets me a car. She brings it back to me. It took a while, but nonetheless, that's the case in point is I found this particular book, a diamond. We always say this as a family, you'll find a diamond. You just got to look for it. Do got to look for them. I found Dr. Victor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning, probably one of my favorite books that was ever handed to me for free. And uh, I've learned a lot of great things from Dr. Victor Frankl. If, if you don't know who Dr. Victor Frankl is, Dr. Victor Frankl was a, a, a psychologist, a doctor that was Russian German. And he was indeed, he, he went to the, he'd been separated. I, mean, I can't tell you everything because it's good for you to decide uh, to, to, to dive in and read and learn about this gentleman's life. But he was pulled from his wife and his wife, his child, they all died. They all went to different concentration camps. Okay, I can't tell you any more than that, but he was able to persevere, overcome. And he talks about how to suppress all the other things that are going on in life, even the death of your wife and your children, and how to push forward and how to train other people to tap into their full potential. So it's it's phenomenal. Like, you know, I found that diamond. I'm like, because I already have two copies. I gave one a copy away in 2022. I already finished the book. I like to read that book at least once a year. And so I found a brand new one, brand new one. Right in the library or in the thrift store, I gave it to my daughter. I was like, "You're going to read this with me. I'm going to read it with you. Mm-hmm. That way, she can get a different point of view." So, 2022, it's been about uh, re-educating, and you'll hear me use that a lot. Is because I'm re-educating 
myself on different on different uh, areas, different concepts, different principles, different perspectives. And so my daughter and I have been reading. We finished uh, six, uh, the science of success together, mm-hmm. the Go Giver together. You know, I've already read these books, but now I'm rereading them yep. with my daughter, making time again, carving away time before it's too late. So that's what's been happening for me in 2022. I know it was a lot in a nutshell, but no, I, I like I like that because it's like you can kind of it's a funny expression even in a nutshell, but it's like to I guess crack the nutshell, so to speak. What what's that experience like for you when you're you're spending time with your daughter re rereading things like re-educating yourself and maybe like educating her on something you're familiar with? The experience for me is more than, than I guess I would say the Midas touch. Mm-hmm. You know, everything turns to gold because, you know, as human beings, we're never, ever taught, whether even from parents today, even when I was a child, I was never taught that time is the most precious commodity in life outside of information. And that experience of spending time with my daughter is to really sharpen her mind and shape her future. So to sharpen her mind and shape her future, that way she doesn't always have to depend on another person. Now, I do want to have grandchildren from her. I do want her to get married. I can't wait for that moment when that does happen. But until that moment happens, I can only hope and pray, again, that experience that we're having, that she truly, genuinely, vividly will look for the right husband and judge him by his character and not by the external environment, but by the mental environment and by his actions that's when, you know, she's found a good man, you know, and I know it's going to be hard for her because there's not too many good men today in life, man. They're just not, you know, and I hate to, you know, just uh, to say it that way, but that's my experience. You know, I, I've, I worked with kids uh, for 13 years mm-hmm. and I'm watching their behavior and I'm watching them as much as I try to spoon feed them and help them to develop. I had one student, Asher, one student this last week, he hit me up and I haven't seen him in two years. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Coach Sagasta, this, you know, uh, his name is Ezekiel. Uh, but in my blog, I wrote on a little bit of small detail about him. I did say, you know, Zeke, I called him Zeke in my blog. Mm-hmm. But Ezekiel, uh, just we shared a 90 minute phone call on Monday. You know, so it was, a, it was a great time because we had just finished this portion of the Go Giver called Influence. And after I got done with the call, I told my daughter, I said, boo, I said, what did you learn from the five laws? Let's talk about the three laws. And I said, the three laws. And number one law is value. The second law is compensation. The third law is influence. And when you use the power of influence, you're able to connect individuals. So these 13 years, yeah, I've had some connection with some great students and they're still thriving and going forward and making achievements and successes in, in many areas. In fact, I seen one yesterday, but nonetheless, you know, so I asked Zeke, what are you doing? He's mm-hmm. like, coach, I've been reading this. And so I picked out two books out of my pile of books around the house uh, to take them to him. So Tuesday, I'll be dropping those off at his house. But yeah, man, that's, you know, that's, that's what it's about, bro. Yeah. I guess I was, I'm curious, where do you keep all the books? Uh, I have two. I have so I have books in in my office here, mm-hmm. and then I have a library in my living room. So we have about we have about nine hundred and twenty seven books. So that's not in counting the twenty I just got. So about almost nine hundred sixty five books. Yeah, <laughs> and lot. out of the nine hundred out of the nine hundred sixty five books, I've read about three quarters of them. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm still I still have more that. You know, I still I go back to, you know, yeah. uh, Russell Conwell's The Acres of Diamonds. I still go back to that book. You know, so when I reread these books, 
I don't always share them with other people and say, oh, you know, I read 100 books this year or I read 50 books this year mm-hmm. because I've already read that book. So I yeah. don't add that to the number of books that I already have lined up in my in my journal for yeah. the books that I want to read this year. No, I don't. I got 50, 50, no, 62 books that I have to read this year that I already have aside from everything else that I'm going through. So I like that. It's interesting how like reading a book is, I would almost compare it like listening to music, but like reading a book, it lasts a little bit longer than listening to music or listening to a song, but it has a an interesting way of like shaping your mind or changing your mood or just like I'd almost say it's it's almost like it's like tap dancing on your consciousness so to speak <laughs> like it it yeah, yeah like yeah. with with the book that I mentioned earlier I'm I'm listening to it on on audible and like the way that they the effort that they put into like doing the voiceovers and like the mm-hmm, I, I forget mm-hmm. if there's like production in there to where you you hear the action because it's being told from two navy seals former navy seals and they're they're sharing experiences when they were deployed and they're also sharing their experiences in the business world when they've worked with um people in that sense and like you just it's it 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 kind of reminds me hearing someone else talk that it's like I have the ability to create with my own imagination the story or I can tell it in my own way and like it's like I I don't always have to listen to someone else but even like opening up opening something up to read and just being like oh, okay like I can read it this way or I can read it this way and it's like if you read something differently it it kind of just it. I don't know if it, it's like it's, it can remind you of some things and then it can like open you up to other things like you might not have been conscious of before. It's like oh, it's that elastic, just stretching. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hmm, okay. Yeah, no, that's a fact. I mean, uh, you know, I shared a TikTok video uh, about a month ago. No, it's about three, yeah, about three weeks to a month ago. And I specifically gave out, you know, the books that I had just finished for the month mm-hmm. and I shared five, you know, five genuine tips. And the last tip being, if you really want to get better at your reading comprehension skills, and, you know, I'm not an English major or English teacher, but what I have learned in my experience, what I've learned from other teachers Mm -hmm. and the lessons is, you know, using, you know, for those people that don't or cannot afford at this precise time, can't afford audio uh, book through Amazon or any other one out there, even if it's a a low one for five bucks, Mm -hmm. then use YouTube. YouTube has phenomenal. Yeah, you have to deal with the commercials, but that's all principle of call patience. Just be patient. Mm -hmm. You're going to hear the book. You're going to finish the book. But I mean, you know, I've, I've done that with my daughter where you know, we're reading two different books, three different books, and mm-hmm. we'll listen to the audio sometimes. Again, this is a whole different way of me re-educating. That's what re-education is. Yeah. So re-educating the different way of learning. And so for us, I've already read the books in silence, where with mm-hmm. Mozart or Beethoven in the morning, three o'clock in the morning. So I've already read these books, but now it's actually playing them on YouTube or an audiobook. If I have the audiobook, mm-hmm. I'll play it on the audiobook on the, on our TV in our living room, and we'll sit there and we'll read together. Mm-hmm. We'll put, pip, we call it popcorn. So I'll read a certain part or mm-hmm. for so long, and then I'll bust it there, you know? Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> again, funny. these are all skills, man. These are phenomenal skills that, again, a lot of people, don't, they they don't make time, and I'm not saying everybody, but there's a great number of individuals on, on this planet that don't make that quality time yeah. of importance. And for me, that's important because that's my last C. That's the that's the, 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 the bloodline. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? Like my two boys, 
they're still avid learners, they're readers, mm-hmm. you know, they don't read in the same context or the same material that I read, but at least they're reading. And right. fundamentally, that's the key point. Because like Abraham Lincoln said, a good friend is a person that gives me a book that I've never read before. Mm-hmm. That's a good friend. That's a, that's a great friend. And there's so much truth to that particular motto or quote or or, or phrase or, or statement. And he was absolutely correct. And that's exactly what I'm illustrating and demonstrating to my children on an everyday basis. So you're absolutely correct. We, you know, we learn differently. Our perspectives are very different. For me, I love books. Yeah. I do. Um, I, you know, if it wasn't for E, Sharon, you know, Think and Grow Rich, it would have never opened up the whole door. And I've read the Bible, you know, just opening up the Bible and going, what, 10 years of just waking up every single morning to read, read the Bible and read my other books has just opened up magnificent doors for me, magnificent yeah. doors. And, and not just mentally, but also emotionally and psychologically and, and physically, you know. Mm. Have you have you found that reading helps you write better? Yes, mm. yes. You're more con- you're more conscious when you're writing, and mm. what I have learned is not. And this is what blows my mind. It's like yeah. because you hear I because I, I I my classroom is literally paired next to I mean with six inches eight inches mm-hmm. of the English teacher, mm. and she's very anal. No disrespect, but <laughs> you know she's very anal on on how she you know she's she's very you know I guess gr- grammarly uh, you know punctual on everything right. right? right, right. But I've noticed, man, I've noticed that not every single writer is the same, period. Mm-hmm. Right. It doesn't matter if you're Mark Twain, if you're, you know, Charles Dickens, if you're, you know, Ralph Waldo Emerson. It doesn't matter if you're Marcus Aurelius or uh, Socrates or Plato. It doesn't matter if you're Eric Thomas or or Les Brown. Every single writing that I have looked at all throughout these years mm-hmm. of just being very committed to reading, they're all different, man. Like mm-hmm. the commas sometimes are not in the same place. Right. You know, the, the apostrophes are not the same place. The capitalization, sometimes the grammar, when you're reading, it's like, whoa, what? wait, you have to reread it. Let me mm-hmm. reread that one more time. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's amazing, man. Like, yeah, yeah. English is English is, is is powerful. And I was never good at it. But, you know, the more that I read, the mm-hmm. more it has given me more confidence in my writing, more confidence in my speaking. And it opens up different vocabularies. And that's why I keep on pressing upon the children today. Like, mm-hmm. you have no idea of what different world will open up when you start to open up a book, yeah. you know, and they, 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 a lot of people like to harp on it because I'm not a fiction reader, mm. but I live in a, in a, a real life. Not everything is fiction in my life. Now there's some good fiction books. Absolutely. There's some good fiction books, yeah. but my 99% of what I read is all, it's not fake. Yeah. There's no fakeness in it. It's real life lessons, real principles, real, real concepts and real perspectives from genuine individuals that have actually made their mark throughout history. You know what yeah. I mean? I think sometimes that not to speak for other people, but I think sometimes people will, will need to insert fiction like if they're if you can't if you have a hard time maybe like finding levity in in life in real life so it's like for you knowing you like you know how to enjoy your surroundings your environment like you can crack a joke like you listen to music you you have Mm -hmm. a very diverse palette of what you take in but for other people it for me, I'll, I'll use myself, not other people. For me, I, I found that like I've gone down the track of just what would you call it? Just gorging information, like wanting to mm. get that that the principles mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. much. We, we may have yeah, talked yeah. about this last time to where it's like I I may not leave room for like the 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 coloring 
or like the the other experiences it's like i can become so rigid and dogmatic to where it's like this 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 mm-hmm. but even in like the extreme ownership book where they talk about um like things like decentralized commands it's like you can have a plan to do something but you have to have some flexibility in there and That's it's right. like if if your routine is so rigid like the moment one thing goes out of place it's like <laughs> the whole thing just falls down it's like he's like i didn't give myself enough wiggle room to be like okay right, well, right. it's not gonna be perfect the first go around so just like mm-hmm. just do it and the, mm-hmm. the reason i i asked about um how reading has helped you be able to write is that i in following um jordan b peterson a psychologist he's yep, he's really he made a big emphasis about like being able to write is very much tied to how you think. And obviously, yep. so it's like what you read helps yep. put information into your head and you being able to get your words together helps you be able to think. And like me, myself, using one of his resources where it helps you uncover your past, look at your present, set some goals in the future. It's like you you can write out things as to like, okay, what are some goals you'd like for like the next six months, the next year, the next mm-hmm, two years. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the things that was so um, refreshing when I was doing it was that in hearing him talk about it on different platforms, podcasts, and things like that is like, do it badly, like do it as terrible as possible and just get it done. Just that way. It's like, if you put a bad plan together, a bad plan is better than no plan. And it's like, as soon as you actually go through the process of doing that and you're at, you're answering questions um, to really refine what it is that you're thinking about, it helps, it helps you kind of identify like, okay, like maybe this will work. And by the time you know it, I, I think I started on this thing maybe two years ago and it's like the timeline that I said is like come and gone, but many of the, Mm -hmm. like, the things that I would have thought would have been small goals, like I've been able to do that, like say, okay, I'm at my parents for the better part of a year, I want to move out, kind of go back to where I was before, like be back in an independent state, but be right, right, healthier. Right. And one of the things that I'd written down was like, leave on my own accord, not out of like resentment, like, oh, I'm leaving. Right. I don't want to come yeah, back. Yeah, but it's yeah. like, right, right, right. leave freely to where it's like, you can come back without any, without harboring anything. Exactly. And it's like right. being able to go back and visit and kind of help out around the house is like, hey, I, I managed to do that. I'm doing a job that I can enjoy. Mm-hmm. And like I'm doing actually more than I thought I could do and being able to go back and use the tool to put my words together and really just see, okay, if this isn't going in the direction I want, I now I, I remember the tools that I have and I can a- apply those and just in journaling and, and learning different ways to journal, like learning how to <laughs> address things that may be offensive or that I might find offensive during a, a day-to-day walkabout. It's like, oh, okay, like, why does this offend me? Like, where does that come yeah, from? Yeah, yeah, right, like, right, right. Answering right. those types of questions have been um, mm. eye-opening. Yeah, oh, yeah, they, they, they really are. No, they really are. Well, you know, I, reading is, is definitely open up different doors and being able to, not just to write, but also, like I said earlier, in speaking, you know, being able to reflect has mm-hmm. been the biggest thing for me is reflecting, making sure I make time to reflect. And my wife catches me a whole lot more than years before. And 
you know, she'll, uh, she at times will catch me and I'll just be in a absolute genuine trend where everything. And I shared this the other day with us. I, I, we were on our way to church. Mm-hmm. And I said, boy, have you ever driven and you just autopilot for, for whatever means you're just an autopilot. You know exactly what is going on in front of you. You know what's going on around you. But in your mind, you've carved out a small space in your mind and you're thinking on what you read this morning. But at the same time, you're driving, you're turning the signal on, you're turning northbound and you know you got a green light. Like, And my wife is talking and my daughter's talking. You know, so all these things are going on. So, you know, I, I said, I was telling her about this and she was like, she catches me from time to time in a total trance. And it's not that I'm just like stuck on dumb or just stuck on idle. No, I'm in the moment where I'm actually putting all the pieces that I've just finished and I've just read in my mind. And I'm, rest- I guess I'm finding the right file cabinet to store them in. That yeah. way I don't lose them. And so that's how I reflect. And that's the benefit of reflection, you know, for me. But ultimately, yeah, there's a, there's a great experience in reading, man. There really is. You know, if, if it wasn't for Booker T. Washington, if it wasn't for Frederick Douglass and Abraham Lincoln and, and a few others that, you know, helped to edify what reading really meant, Mm-hmm. And how you can really be free by reading. You know, I look at my posts sometimes on Facebook or on 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 TikTok or not on TikTok, but on uh, the Twitter, and mm-hmm. I'll I'll notice like, wow, I'm ver- I'm word vomiting. Mm-hmm. Like I'm 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 dropping a lot of words, and it's become now a blog because I didn't. You know, I mean, that's just how my mind works now. Two thousand twenty-two, mm-hmm. two thousand twenty-one. It's very different. Yeah. You know, versus the years before it was. You know, uh, we call it in, in, in sales, you call it the kiss effect. Keep it simple, stupid. Mm-hmm. It is just be be quick about it. And John mm-hmm. Coach John Bond used to say, don't take 30 minutes for something. You can stay in 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, bet. You know, but sometimes that's not always the best bet. And that's one thing I've learned from, you know, ancient teachers is that's not always the best bet. Right. You know, just being fast is not always the best bet. Being very precise and a, 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 a very, not just uh, precise, but very, um, What's uh, per, uh, when you're going to share something, mm-hmm. share it with passion, but also be very uh, precise on how you do it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like so it was, having you know, context helps a lot of times yes, when you share something. It does because it's like something can be said. Um, I guess several things can be misinterpreted if it's just like, oh, this is nice saying. Um, I think people say jack of all trades, master of none, and it's like. Right. That's something that can be misinterpreted without it the is. full context of where it comes from, what it means, what yeah. why it's utilized. And it's like a cliche can kind of lose its it value sure if it's right. not like this became a cliche because of this. And and just knowing the what would you say, like the power behind story, it's like yeah. a great storyteller is always captivating. But I think sometimes it can become um if like a story is just told over and over and over and over, it feels like it's it can kind of lose a little bit of it its merit value because yeah, it's like okay, right. it you value. told me this story Monday, uh-huh. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It's yeah. like okay, like what's the point? Or it's like yeah. I think I heard the point, but like just because you keep telling me the story over and mm-hmm. over and over, like I'm not getting it. And I, there's I almost, a lot of no, I, I was no, just going to say, I, I almost find it funny. Or if my dad would hear or as my dad hears me now talk about reading, I see him kind of chuckle because I remember growing up. It's like he would always be like, read, 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 read. And I just feel like, 
Yeah, he's, man, he's got the hey, library and everything. Man. I was like, I, yeah, right, I don't right. want to. But then, like you're saying, being exposed to different types of books and just seeing that you can read a book differently, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. that a lot of power. Yeah, there's a lot of power in it. A lot of power. Yeah, it's 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 very really it it really is cool. And, you know, and I know a lot of people don't think it's cool. And, you know, and we have a, a brother in BU, you know, Mr. Floors. Um, Matt Flores, he read a book in a hundred days or, mm-hmm. you know, a hundred books and a hundred books in a year. And he wrote a little book on how he did it and so forth. And it's been some time since I've read it, but nonetheless, you know, I've heard different speakers say, you know, don't, don't read books. Books are a waste of time or they cut corners and they find different methods of, of simplifying the book, you know, and just going for the lessons. And, you know, he used to be, he used to say uh, years ago, be very specific, very specific what you're looking for. And so for me, I was very specific. It was metaphysics, sociology, psychology, leadership, and positive psychology. So I was very, very specific in those five areas because I had five people in my home. Mm-hmm. So that's the number that I've always utilized in my mind is it has to match five, yeah. five laws and so on and so forth. So it was easier for me. Yeah. When I went to certain books and I read them, I went back and I just cut them and I just dissected them and I just specifically got what I really, really was looking for. And I went just to those chapters. So yeah. it was a whole lot easier to take what he had mentioned. But going back to what you said, the, the, the people that repeat and repeat and repeat, a lot of it is for them. And I've heard Les Brown talk about this. It's all it is is self-mastery is you're mastering the specific speech because you want to master it. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. If, again, that's what certain people need. That's what too. But yeah. I look at E and E changed. He had to change the whole thing up. Can't use, you know, the the uh, secret to success style of, you know, if you really want to succeed, you'll you'll breathe storyline. Mm-hmm. He, he couldn't use that the rest of his career. He mm-hmm. knew he had to change. He knew he had to develop something else. And you know, just learning that that genuine story, be the value behind the real story of Aristotle uh, or Socrates and. That whole that whole story and how it played out uh, is phenomenal. It's it's a it's a great story, you know, like the like the story of Marcus Aurelius and the the cliche of people you hear so many you got to burn the bridges, you got to burn the boats, and so forth. But nobody ever tells you the back end genuine story because it's too long. Right? They never tell. They want to. They don't want to tell you the whole long story because they don't know the story or because they genuinely know that it's too long mm-hmm. and that they may lose value. And there's, there's a lot of truth to that. Right. There's a lot of truth to that, that people do lose value in listening. And that's one of the greatest forms of communication is listening. Mm-hmm. When people forget how to listen, then they forget how to communicate. And for me, reading books, I'm listening to somebody else's perspective. I'm listening to somebody else's education and life lesson and experience. And so I'm taking it and I'm utilizing it. And there, if there's some things that, that are, that are you know that are practical then i'll I'll keep on using them right if they're if they're not then i discard them and keep moving mm-hmm. you know that's one of the fascinating things about about learning is you don't have to stay in that specific area and be it we're not we're not trees right. i don't have to stay there and wither away i can continue to grow and just keep moving yeah i think that that part right there the point that you made about um the ability to listen and then also be able to change as you as you listen, because it, it mm-hmm. I think that that makes a, a huge difference in the person you, you become or the person that you are, because <laughs> that's just funny. 
<laughs> in my classroom, man. It's in like, classroom, no, it's just to... like, it's like you just tickled my brain and I'm sitting here just like, I don't even know what to say to that. It, it's cool, man. I, it'll come, it'll come to you, but in my classroom, I have a stop sign. Mm. And, uh, and, and, the top of it, it says, you know, of course it says stop. Mm-hmm. And then below it says think. Mm-hmm. And I've always expressed that for the, this whole 2021, 2022 school season. And when we go embark on 22, 23 season, it's still mm-hmm. going to be the same. I'm not moving that sign. Yeah. I'm leaving it there because I want students to stop and think, question, ask yeah. questions before you leave. And that's one of the things that Zeke said on Monday, you know, after, you know, giving praise and gratitude for being in my class and sharing some phenomenal things and the podcast he's been listening to, like, and without me even, again, I haven't talked to this young man in two years, but he's telling me he's listening to Jim Rohn, he's listening to Les Brown, he's listening to Tony Robbins, he's listening to Eric Thomas. He shared you know, three of Eric Thomas's, like, just this week, different podcasts he was listening to. I'm like, oh, man, that's, 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 my, that's my teacher. Like, yeah, I remember him learning some great things from my teacher. You know, so I said, you know, I still listen to him from time to time. I don't listen to him all the time, but I do listen to him from time to time. And I still reach out to him from time to time and just to let him know, you know, what successes that I'm or achievements that I'm, I'm receiving or blessings that I'm receiving. I do share that because if it wasn't for him, again, I would not be in this position. I would not be the person I am today. Needed a great teacher, case in point, needed a great teacher, needed a great mentor. Yeah. And then he opened up the door from different teachers, different mentors. But nonetheless, Zeke told me that. And I was like, wow, I was like, oh, that's cool, man. Like. I was moved. I was definitely moved because I'm like, you know, here's E who touched me and I touched this other kid, but through me, he's now connecting to E. Like it was just, it was dynamic. And yeah. that's where that whole, again, stop and think. If I, if, if the students were just to stop and think and to really, really come to the realization, like, Hey, I am smart. I am intelligent. I can be even better. I can really tap into my full potential. I do have greatness. I was born with greatness. Yeah. Once they start discovering these things, Oh my God. Like it's a whole new world. It's a whole new level. It's a whole new reality. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just magnificent. You know, and one of the things that Zeke said before we got off the phone, the 90-minute call, is he specifically said, I apologize for not asking enough questions, Sagasta. I was just like, wow, like that hit me, man. Like, you know, and that's the thing I've been pounding on my kids for the last year and a half to two years. Like, ask questions. They don't have to be questions just generally in my class. Mm-hmm. Ask questions when you go to different classrooms. Yeah. That's where real learning begins. If right. it wasn't for the apostles asking Jesus questions, if it wasn't for, you know, Jesus even questioning his father at times, if it wasn't for the ancient teachers asking questions, we would never have, you know, the Library of Alexander or the Library of Andrew Carnegie or, or Benjamin Franklin's very first library. Like, we would never have those things. Yeah. We, would, we wouldn't have them. We wouldn't know what to do, you know? So, yeah, it's remarkable, brother, just being able to stop, think, and then ask a question and listen. Just yeah. listen. What's interesting is that if you find yourself in an environment where you you're not encouraged to ask questions or you're deterred from asking questions that that could be a good sign to yeah. uh, to get get moving yeah for reals yeah for reals yeah so what what's the uh the summertime like for you being i'm, I'm guessing you're oh, off man. off from school yeah I will, okay so for me i take two weeks off like mm-hmm. the, for the last for the last since i've been with desert star academy uh going on six years man Going on six years, this this year will be six years in February. But nonetheless, so in summertime, I st- we started this program after my first year there. Mm-hmm. We started a summer program. And so what I do is I take two weeks off. Not two weeks just to reflect, spend some time with my family, uh, go on a little mini vacation, whatever the case may be. But after that, I go back into the morning. So I prepare the last two months. I prepare uh, outings, different activities. 
uh, for students for our schools. Some it, in the past, we used to have students that would come from California, stay with their aunt, uncle, or grandparents, and I, you know, I used to open it up for the community. Yeah. And then I started seeing some of the behaviors, some of the different things, and I was like, yeah, now I'm closing it, tighten it, just for the school students that are associated with our school. Right. That's it. And so I left at that, and I have you know between. 18, 25, 30 kids every single summer, mm. you know, and I take them Las Vegas. We go to different places. Like I push their limits. I again, explore the real life, explore mm. the experiment of comfort zone, like, you know, spelunking, um, you know, going zip lining, uh, you know, doing, uh, you know, uh, scuba diving, you know, just, uh, just an array of different things. Like this week, you know, we, we have Monday off, but Tuesday, you know, they're gearing up to go camping. Some of them have never been camping right. ever. So I'm taking them to uh, Amarillo University, which is an aeronautic, one of the top aeronautical universities in our country. It's in Prescott, mm-hmm. Arizona. They've invited us. So we're going to go there. Like, this is what I do during the summer. Like, just take students, take kids, including my own kids at one time. Mm-hmm. And we we do things that they will never get the opportunity to do. Or they may get the opportunity, but it might be, again, not with a group of students that they probably will see or will not see. Like, you know, it's hard to tell, but nonetheless, it's just taking them outside and making sure they're not just in the room. Because I ask students, mm-hmm. I survey all the time. I'm always asking students, like, hey, what would you do if you were if you didn't if you didn't come to our summer program? I'd probably be in my room just playing video games or on my phone. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is the next generation, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, Ashley? Like, this is the next generation. If kids don't have, uh, you know, places and outlets for things to explore their imagination, creativity, collaboration, and communication and critical thinking, then what are we doing as leaders on this earth? What are we really doing? Right. It's great to hear that you're doing that because I I was listening to an interview yesterday with um, Jonathan Haidt and Glenn Lowry. And Mm -hmm. I think Jonathan Haidt, he's also a psychologist that wrote the book, The The Coddling of the American Mind. And he he talks about the um the loss of free play with with children in america or just in in developed countries where you've had this um what would you call it there's there's been like a a scare where before when kids were younger say in the 80s maybe like pre pre 70s yeah 70s and early 80s right so yeah i read that book that's why i was looking around i was looking outside i know i have that book because i just finished it last year gotcha but it's it's like uh, anyway, since, yeah, since, it's he, since he keeps coming up in, in the um because I, I watch a lot of YouTube, watch a lot of listen mm-hmm. to a lot of podcasts. I'm like, and that's why I was like, let me listen to the book um Extreme Ownership, because I think um yeah. what Corshawn had, had recommended it from the, um the men's line and talking with him, I, I like how he thinks and things like that. And I, I listen to Jocko's podcast, but listening to this, it's like creating that environment to have the free play where they're among other students of their age, getting outside, getting to play, getting to have new experiences that they maybe have never had before. They can discover like, Oh, that was cool. Like I'd like to do that again, or maybe I don't want to do it again, but at least I'm glad I can look back and be like, I want camp. Exactly. And it's like that, yep. that makes a, a big difference. Oh yeah. You know, again, even, even some of the, the trials that, you know, my first year we went, we went camping, I didn't look at the weather <laughs> and it started to rain. It got really cold. Right. And so mm-hmm. it was an experience. So, and I, and that's one of the things the next morning when it was all clear, I, I expressed to all of them, like, that's an experience, like overcoming those experiences, 
you know, being able to, to, to sleep with the thunder going on and the wind just blowing, like, you know, that's, you know, for me, I was, I was thinking of, you know, Jesus on the ship and, you know, and the, the, all the men came to Jesus and were like, Hey, well, how can you sleep in this time, you know, of discomfort and the boats rock and so forth. That's, that's always that I've always thought about different storms in life. I always go back to that story in my mind, but yeah, man, you know, it's, it's an experience for all of them to learn and to grow and to develop. And, you know, they get, they get, they got to be able to see the outside world. If it's, if it's all the time on the device and I've already done my research and I've, like I said, I've read that book and, you know, there's a lot of kids today that are just connected too long into Mm -hmm. the umbilical cord of a device or remote control. And they're losing, we as humanity, we're losing this ability to conversate, to carry on a dialogue, to critical think, to communicate, to, to even just collaborate on different ideas or have a good dialogue. Yeah, that's it's 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 becoming a very a scarcity almost. This to, even today, even the politicians like you listen to them, you study the form of communication, you listen to mm-hmm. them long enough, you go, wait a minute, man, like this is like elementary style of right. communicating. Like, <laughs> how are you guys not thinking right now? This is this doesn't work. You know, this we've studied this throughout history. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it's 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 phenomenal, bro. And and I, I love I love the kids. I do. I treat them every single one of them. Um, I treat them all like they were my own, um, you know, having my daughter, you know, I always express this with my, with my students and I used to do this, you know, with my athletes, you know, is, is i never want to treat a, a student higher or lower than anybody else. I treat them equal all the way across the board. That's when you build a strong relationship. Agreed. So, well, I don't want to look too far ahead. I, I was going to ask, so how do things wrap up from the summertime going back into the new school year? So for me, we we end about a week early, mm-hmm. and then I go right into um, they call them professional development classes and time with the teachers where we collaborate. We we come together. We you know we have like a day or two where we talk about what we did over the summer and so forth, and we get our rooms ready and we have you know different presenters, keynote presenters come in and try to motivate us. Well, I shouldn't say try they. No, that's the right word. They they try to motivate certain teachers or inspire teachers. To, to get ready for the new year, you know, um, those, those are pretty cool. You know, don't get me wrong. You know, if, if for me today in 2022, I, I know this for the last 10 years that motivation is something that comes from within. You know, it was great that, you know, I had Eric Thomas that motivated me to start learning to read. That was my motivation. Yeah. Now I'm motivated to read all the time by myself. Mm-hmm. You know, um, all these different things, you know. The number one motivational book in our house is our Bible. So, you know, that's my motivation to get up every single morning to read that before anything else and to really sit back and reflect that. So, you know, when I when I go into some of these meetings, it's not going in as an arrogant individual because I do want to hear somebody else's perspective. Mm-hmm. I do want to hear their insight. I want to hear their experience. And I do take notes all the time. I'm always taking notes. But ultimately, I'm there for the teachers. You know, I wanted to, again, to genuinely ask questions because I know a great deal of the teachers today in the last 13 years that I've been in education, they mm-hmm. don't like volunteering. They don't like to volunteer. They don't like to leave the comfort zone. They don't like to communicate with other people or collaborate outside of the scope of the three core teachers that are associated with. So like two English teachers will yeah. not collaborate. Most, most likely they won't collaborate with the science teacher or the PE teacher mm-hmm. because some of them have this cliche thought where I went to a university and I studied English and I'm above everybody. So yeah. 
you know, for me, I'm the icebreaker. I'm the dude that just comes in and just starts breaking the ice and just fellowshipping with everybody. And it doesn't matter who you are, what you look like. Mm-hmm. Your degrees don't mean nothing to me. Like, it's just me and you. It's humanity. Right. You know, I, I base everything off of your actions, how you behave, how you speak to me, how you listen to me, how I listen to you and how I behave in front of you. That's what I base off of, you know. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's a great time. And I adjust a whole week prior. We stop a week early. We end July 21st, July 20th. Mm-hmm. And then I start getting ready mentally for school, for the new educated, for the new educated year. And I start getting my classroom ready. You know, making sure that my walls are decorated, ready to go. They're inspiring. They're motivating. They have my rules. I have my curriculum. I have my lesson plans for the next 30 days or 90 days. And I'm just ready to get going. You know what I mean? That's that's what I do. Like I I pre-game and pre-plan. And as soon as I go in, I, I'm already in the mindset of let's go win. You know, let's let's knock out 22, 23 school season. Mm-hmm. Like it, it doesn't, it, it, it's really not long, bro. Like we go to school four days a week. So, yeah. you know, it's. There's a lot of gaps too. So you got Christmas vacation and all these other vacations and breaks. So, you know, I'm trying to collectively give them as much content and much material as I possibly can in the Mm -hmm. 156 days or 162 days, uh, 68 days that they have with me, you know? So, you know, it's, it's, it's a challenge, but it's also a a great reward, a great reward. That's cool. I I like that you shared about the, the, the teaching dynamics, because I think last time we, we kind of talked about the difference between a charter school and like a public school or private traditional Mm -hmm. type school. And to still see, even though the structure of the, the school system is set up differently, you still have some of like similar personalities where Mm -hmm. people still end up in these places regardless. Yeah. Yeah. I just spoke to a She's going on her third. This will be her thirtieth year in education. Mm-hmm. So she's a guru, you know. And uh, you know, so I ran into her yesterday, and you know, she was like, "I said, what are you going to do?" She's like, "Well, I was thinking about retiring, but you know, my daughters are going to age, and I seen her daughter because her daughter used to be one of my athletes, and so it was nice to see them both. And you know, I, you know, I said, you know, so what are you going to do when you retire? She looks at me. She says, "Well, Frank, I don't know." Like she goes, "So I'm thinking of just staying in it and doing, it, keep on going." And so I gave her a big high five. And I'm like, yeah, because we need great teachers. Like who else would fill your shoes? And she was like, oh, my God, that's that's a a great compliment. I said, well, it's reality because you're you're genuinely in your purpose as a math teacher. Like you're you're a master at math. Mm. My children remember you. Like, you know what I mean? Like there was something distinctively. I wish I would have had you as my math teacher, you know, case in point, because I would have loved math, you know. So, yeah, man, it, you know, when you see veterans like that and they have a, a great mindset and they're in their purpose, it's I love being around those ones. You know, I mean, you could definitely feel you can definitely sense the vibe of those that are nine to five. Just got to put in my time and go home. You know, those are the people that I have to you know move away from because those are the negative nights. Those are the Karens. Those are the people that are contagious. And so you don't want to be around those people. You know, so for me, that's again, it's it's a no brainer. I got to be around people that are that are enthusiastic about their, their, their purpose, their gift. And you can, you can literally collaborate and communicate and find some great things that you, you know, you share common interests on this earth. It's, it's, it's great, man. It really is. Yeah. I love that. Let, let people know how they can connect with you and, and um, maybe collaborate with you in the school system or yeah, outside yeah, yeah, of the man. school yeah, system. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. So for everyone that's tuning in, my name is Coach Frank Sagasta, educationally in the great state of Arizona, District 5. And the best way to get a hold of me is either slide and DM me or, again, email me. 
Well, and that's uh, email is Coach Sagasso or Coach and Beyond number five at gmail.com. Or you can find me on social media platforms and just DM me there. Awesome. Thank you, Coach. Use really Google, man. Appreciate Google, yeah. Just use Google. <laughs> Google, Google <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm like, I went to the I went to the auto parts store, man, and uh, this dude was on his Facebook, man. It, it, I know that customer service has gone down here ever mm-hmm. since the blimp, right? Ever since the the, the, the pandemic, but nonetheless, man, he's on it. He's and I'm I'm standing there, yeah. and I'm like just breathing in. So I said, anyway, I let him know. I said I need a cabin air filter and I need an engine air filter for this mm-hmm. specific vehicle, and so he does that. But uh, we go over there, man. And so he only gives me the one mm-hmm. again, listen, active listening skills. Yeah, he only yeah. gives me the one. I'm like, no, I need, I need the cabin filter too. He's like, Oh, so he whips out his phone. He uses Google and I'm watching him. He's using Google, man. I'm like, Oh dude. I said, man, if I'd have known he just used Google to find the part, <laughs> man, I'd have did that myself. Huh? Like that. And he's like, Oh no, he's like, this, uh, no, he's like, no, you really have to come to the desk because there could be an error. And there, in fact, there was. So the cabin air filter that he had researched and he had found right there on his Google, we went back to the desk, he typed it up, it was the wrong one, so he had to go back. So I'm like, you, you see what I'm saying? Like if you had just listened the first time, you wouldn't have yeah. had to kill that time. Mm. Like these are the things that I, my critical mind starts thinking about. Yeah. And it's again, helping individuals, even my students, alleviate those moments, alleviate mm. those moments. That way you're at your most supreme with your customers. And it doesn't matter if they're your parents, your customers. Yeah. you know, whoever they might be that's buying into your time. So yeah, man, it, it, it's phenomenal, brother. I, I thank you so much for inviting me back onto your podcast, man, because every single time is your time to be on this podcast. Likewise. <laughs>